With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Madam Webb is over. Thank God. But here on Push Recaps Theater, we are just getting started. My name is Ariel, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host. It is La Araña herself, Grace. What's up, Grace? Are you the one who was in the Amazon with my mom and she was researching spiders just before she died? Right before she The died. line that wasn't even in the movie! <laughs> right before she died. I should have known that it wasn't going to be in the movie. It's like such a trailer line. And then... Like there's the she mentions she does like the the she two almost does it. it yeah she almost and I could hear like a shudder go yeah. through the crowd yeah. when she said it everyone was like oh my god here we go have you people would have started applauding yeah. I'm sure have you seen the interview where the guy tries to be like so like there's the yeah. from the movie and she's like what do you mean and he says the line and she's like well that's just like a piece of dialogue and then he will not say it's because it's it's bad writing and you read it kind of flat it's and so they just it, move yeah. on. They just move on. I will never forget. There are two things that haunt me. My friend and I who saw it together, we had been messaging about it for weeks, basically beforehand. And that interview became like a big conversation piece for us. And there were two things that haunt me. One is the way she like nonchalantly scratches her neck. There's something like almost spider-esque about that where she's like, oh, I will I will bite you right in your, you know, whatever. But uh the other thing is that line went viral immediately in November yes. when yes. this when the trailer came out for Madam Web. Yes. And 
there's like a serial killer level of skill that she achieves in that interview of like completely making me believe that she has no idea what he's talking about. When every single piece of internetness points to the fact that she should or somebody on her team would have told her about it. I feel like she spends all this time prepping for interviews and not a lot of time prepping for her like actual acting roles. That's but I but I think this was a piece of performative thing. Like this is the like with the Ellen thing. Like she knows, but she's so good at be at like switching it so that like now this guy does have to like he has he's to gonna say have to it. say it yeah. or she's not gonna play. So the first few times I watched it, I was like, oh wow, that's so awkward that because she doesn't know. And then that's when I started going into the history part. I'm like, wait a minute, this thing has been viral for so long. And like that's the thing that gets me is this person who can be so believable and in the moment completely dead in the eyes making me believe that she has no idea what he's talking about and then turn around and we watch this performance and we're like wow where was all of that where was all the preparation that you had for that one interview in this movie because i don't i don't see it i don't yeah. see it so i mean this movie i think you and i were both actually kind of looking forward to it because it was Absolutely. it was getting <laughs> like it's i don't know the trailer was off and uh mm -hmm. you know it just felt weird and it's like okay like i think i was more excited for this than than morbius and oh, for sure. well the thing with morbius is uh just to pull the curtain back we weren't gonna cover morbius and so mm -hmm. i went to go see morbius and then i found out we were covering morbius so i went to go see morbius again because i had watched it you know uh, not in the way i normally would maybe sit and watch the movie so yeah so this one <laughs> felt like a train wreck that we could come on and have a lot of fun with. And then mm -hmm. I just can't believe, and I do feel like I, I was talking with this. I was on the movie letter pod last week and we were talking about letterbox and uh -huh. I feel like I'm such a generous letterbox uh, person. Like I uh -huh. will give, I, like I was ranking my 2023 movies and I gave some stuff, some four stars that like, I don't think anybody else gave them. I don't think anybody else in the world gave those movies. <laughs> what was I party. thinking when I did this? But you know what? It's fun. Like, I think I gave like Ant-Man and Quantumadium like three and a half or something. Like, it's like pretty high. Like, I think I'm a pretty generous star mm -hmm. giver. And mm -hmm. I think I'm, I pretty much go in wanting to enjoy movies. And very rarely am I like, that's, this is bad. I'm like, maybe I like understand why they make a choice and whatever. This mm -hmm. I felt like I, I have not really felt it since I feel like we've been covering movies that a movie has been this bad, bad. I'm struggling to say it, but this movie is, <laughs> is really bad. This movie is not good. What was it? You who sent me that thing of like, oh, Rotten Tomatoes. You can only score movies between one and twenty three. Yeah, twenty three is the yeah. highest. And this yeah, was, was when the Rotten score format and when was twenty three. Now it has come down to. 18 it might even be yeah. lower at this point yeah there was a tweet that just said like just so everybody knows Rotten tomatoes is on a scale of 1 to 23 <laughs> not 1 to 100 you've been mistaken yeah 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 very few movies i'm trying to think of what movies come to mind that were like that felt this egregious that we covered i think we covered amsterdam um or maybe we decided we not did, to we, we, so no, we, yeah i don't i don't remember like jungle cruise is probably actually i do i think we should probably like at some point make a letterbox list of like all the movies we've covered over the last uh, -huh. uh since we've done and like rank them i think jungle cruise is pretty bad but at least on that episode we also did pig and green knight so it's like you know whatever we talked about jungle cruise for like 20 minutes so <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but even that, like, yeah, Jungle Cruise, Amster, even Amsterdam, which I, I have to be honest, I pulled out my phone to watch football during Amsterdam because I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I can't. Somebody walked out. Anyway, whatever. My point is, the reason I'm talking about it is because even that, that was so egregiously bad. There was something about it that it was like, okay, these people are trying and we always say this, like nobody set out to make a bad movie. I don't know about this one. Like I, and I say that's, and I say that obviously like half facetiously, like I don't think they were trying to make a bad movie, but I don't think, I don't know how far along they got before they realized that this was a bad movie. At some point, I'm sure they realized because it's God, it's, it, it it's apparent in some of the things, but like, it's wild. The some of the effects look horrible. Some of the lines, there's a character, the villain who basically has 90% of his lines completely ADR'd and his lip, there's like rampant lip flap where his lips are not matching what the what you're hearing and it's insane. Do you know what's funny? There was a there was a viral tweet that was going around about this this awful editing of the of a scene in the movie. And then it's not actually edited like that. Like clearly somebody got an earlier version or whatever, but it's not edited poorly. And then I'm like, why is this being shared? Because now that's like that's not true. But the movie is edited poorly. The yeah. fact that I don't know if do you know this that the movie was supposed to be set in the early 90s and then they changed it to make it line up more <sighs> with the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, supposedly, but that doesn't make sense because if you look at the timelines on that, I don't think that that makes sense. But yeah. alas, they did that and so now the movie set in 2003 and so there's a line where she's like i need to go home and watch idol which is dubbed over the what she's actually saying so that doesn't match her lips and it's like so i the bad guy is either half of the movie he's not talking on camera it's like the back of his head or somebody else uh-huh. and the other half he, he it's like I, it looks it almost looks like the movie edited his lips so that they move less that so that it's like closer to what he's saying but he's never saying what he's saying i don't it's- I don't understand. Crazy. It's like they recorded him in like, um, it sounds like they recorded him underwater and then everybody else sounds normal. And then he's talking and between how bad his die. I mean, all the dialogue for the most part is pretty bad and unbelievable. It's, it's like rampant exposition as opposed to actual dialogue. His dialogue is arguably the worst out of everyone. And then you, it's compounded by the fact that the sound is so bizarre and different and clearly 80 yard after the fact. I, I don't know. Like I can only hope and assume that like it was, they tried to simplify the movie in some way, like whatever he had originally been saying no longer made sense for whatever reason. Uh, Wow. There's, there's so many people in this movie and, um, I don't know. I'm reminded. I'm reminded of what Phaedra said on the traders. <laughs> she was like, mm. "I do too much because you yeah. do too little." Yeah. There's just so many people in this movie doing so little for the entire movie, and it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I legit think there is one interesting performance in the movie, uh, uh, and uh, that's it. Uh, I think is it's it Celeste- the CGI spider. Yeah, no, in, it's Celeste. 
in the no, it's, can? It's one of it's one of the the Spider Men in the Amazon. No, in Peru. No, it's Celeste O'Connor mm-hmm. playing Maddie Franklin, who's like mm-hmm. the like rebel teen. And I think the rest of the performances. And I f- I I do I f- I do like Sydney Sweeney. I feel re- like and then I'm like. Oh man, like this is Sydney Sweeney's Marvel th- or like superhero thing. This is Adam Scott superhero thing. Like, oh no, like you got you got accidentally sucked into maybe the worst one of all time. I think this it's is horrible. Like really Maddie bad. at least gets, and I agree with you about the the Maddie character. And it's to me, it's very simple because they gave Maddie a personality, and that's not really something that they gave a lot of other characters. <laughs> and it shows and you know she gets to be like the more fun one the kind of like foil against everybody else being either timid or boring or you know safe or whatever and she gets to benefit and she wants to dance on the table uh you know when toxic by britney spears comes on i have to say i rem i remember them flashing the 2003 thing across the screen when you know it's like now it's 2003 because in the beginning there's a flashback and then i totally forgot and then uh Dakota Johnson's character mentions Idol. And I was like, what is she talking about Idol? And then I kind of like yeah. gloss past it. And then I saw the huge like Beyonce billboard. And I was like, oh my clearly God. Clearly added post-production. This is clearly. 2000. Yes. I'm remembering now this is 2003. So it took Beyonce to like remind me of that. Uh, and then there's like an, there's an American Idol thing on the train. And uh, there's like all the Pepsi which is around still, but the, I don't know. It just feels so, so, so of a piece um, of a bad piece <laughs> of a bad post-production piece. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, should I try to, should I try to give like a bootleg summary of, of what the. Yeah, do your best. Give it a, give it a go. <laughs> give it a go. I'm going to spin the web, spin the web and see what comes out. Okay, here we go. I'm going to attempt to spill the PSRT on this movie. In the beginning, there's a flashback with her mom and Ezekiel Sims is there, who's like the villain and her mom is killed and the baby comes and the mom is uh, bitten by spiders because she's rescued by these spider people in the jungle who look absolutely ridiculous. Uh, And the baby's born and the mother dies. So then we fast forward to now 2003 question mark when it's uh, Cassie, right? Dakota Johnson's character, Cassandra Webb, and she's living as a, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, an ambulance worker. Paramedic. <laughs> this can be part of the re- recap. This be more stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She's a paramedic, and she has a near-death experience, and she starts, like, it activates her time power because she had gotten bitten by that. Her mom had gotten bitten by that spider a while ago while she was still in her mother's womb. And then she doesn't really understand. And she's reliving moments and able to like repeat moments. Then she has a vision on the train one day of this guy coming and killing these three girls, AKA Sydney Sweeney and, uh, you know, who plays Julia Cornwall and Anya, that character and the Maddie character. And she saves them. And basically she spends the next like, two hour or not nah, the movie's only two hours the next like hour 45 minutes let's say uh babysitting them but like half kidnapping them she leaves them in the woods at one point then she's like i have to go to peru for a week i will be back as soon as i can because she has to go do research about where her mom was and blah, blah, blah. She meets the guy who who saved her mom, tried to save her mom. He tells her all about her powers. 
explains what happened. It turns out that she, Cassie, was going to die. And her mom was trying to find a way to like save her, which is actually very sweet. And then in the end, she has one instance where she uses her newfound power to beat uh, Ezekiel Sims, who has like a weird Spider-Man costume. And uh, I guess I should say the reason Ezekiel Sims is trying to kill these three characters, the three young girls, is because he has visions that they'll kill him eventually. And then they stop him. And that's it, basically. Right. No, else? she falls into the water and she gets hit in the face with a stray firework and she goes blind. She goes blind, just like her character is blind in the comic books. And I cannot wait to talk about the ending, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, and now Cassie like raises this because they're all like she was a foster child and they all like either have like abandoned parents or their dad or like Anya's dad has been deported. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, she takes care of them, I guess. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, she's now their mom, even though she hated them in the beginning. And she almost left in the middle of the night while protecting them. Um... Almost. She did, she did also leave. She did. She did leave. She did. Several so she times did. she's like, I got to go do other stuff. And they're like, really? And they're like, yep. Yeah. And she you goes, stay here in the woods and eat these and then, snacks. And, I'll be back in four hours. And then often she returns to hit the bad guy with a car. Twice she does She that. hits the bad guy with the car. The taxi at the, at the diner. The and it's the ambulance rig. Ambulance through the at billboard is pretty twice. wild. The, the ambulance through the back of the billboard was pretty cool because I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um but yeah it's it's bizarre. Shout out to Carrie Bechet who I love from Halt and Catch Fire who plays her mom in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. As soon as I saw her I was like oh no Carrie you deserve better than and then she died you're like thank God and then okay, like, thank you. God, Carrie get <laughs> out of there later she shows up at the visions you're like oh no no yeah. Carrie no okay Okay, some of the some of the things in this movie, I I just I just I, 
why didn't you write it better? I actually don't even think Morbius is that bad, but whatever. We'll get to whatever. It's fine. But this is the it's same. Crazy. Okay. I remember beforehand seeing one of the tweets that made me laugh the most before I saw Madam Web was the one that was just like, you know, there are all the reviews from when the embargo lifts, whatever. Yeah. And then people just start tweeting rampantly and it's like Morbius was better. And there's just something about like the the economical review of that just three words several letterbox reviews of this makes morbius look like insert great movie citizen kane you know and it's I like couldn't, yeah. and i couldn't really believe it i was like no nah, like whatever maybe it'll be like as good as morbius but i don't think it'll be better more. and i'm like i think morbius was better like the I the, the, I, it's yeah. low it's a very low bar but i think morbius is more successful at doing morbius is successful at doing one or two things that it tries to do whereas this movie is successful at doing zero things that it tries to do that's how i feel about it um we haven't shared this on the i think it got shared on a different podcast i believe which is dr amanda was listening to um the wonka review with her son mm -hmm. and we said all the good stuff up front and then mm -hmm. We, we could feel that we were shifting gears and we were about uh -huh. to be like, okay. And also maybe here's what didn't work. Yeah. And her son was like, can we turn it off? I just want to only hear, I, I don't want to hear why it was bad. I think this is a great lesson for people of just like, you know, but now I'm wondering Ariel, do you want to start with the stuff? Cause I, 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 I think that there sure. I mean, is, I, I'll hesitate to think, but sure. Okay. One, I think the chemistry between Cassie, Julia, Anya and Maddie at times is actually not bad and it's actually pretty good when they're doing CPR. And like, <laughs> you know that the, I know that this is like, we're going to do CPR later, but like, Oh, did you mean that when they're doing CPR on dead cat? Did you think I was saying, well, no, I'm laughing because I'm remembering that there's that whole scene to your point where, where Cassie is teaching them CPR, which is actually like somewhat sweet and heartfelt. Yeah. And then yeah. later they have to do it on her. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. There's just something yeah, about, I know that that also doesn't work like it should work it's so easy you introduce it early and then you bring it back later but it's so false and falls flat but i agree with you that there are they do have like adorable um i wouldn't even call it matron it's like protector protected chemistry well, like there's a good when cassie reveals that she has been a foster child and they also they all have ways in which like so anya's dad has been deported uh julia's parents like her dad basically doesn't like her and only wants to spend time with the new stuff it like doesn't let them go see the stepmom at the hospital and uh -huh. then maddie's parents are rich and are never home so they all have this like disassociation from their parents and so when they realize there is these moments you have when you're like you think you're a teen and you're the only person going through something and then you yeah. meet an adult who like went through the same thing and you're like oh okay all right like i'm not maybe as smart as i think i am because right. like you you not only have experienced it but then you've like past that moment in your life so right. i i think that that works in the way that they are fending like that idea of them as a little unit i really like i do like it and i think the i think i saw todd the librarian gave this like uh a, a, like a, a decent ish review on letterbox saying like i don't know if people have seen the other sony movies but i don't think this is as bad but his comment which i agree with but i would it would give me plus to rank it rate it lower than he did which is that a lot of the good moments is stuff that sets up future madam web stuff that is obviously never going to happen because this movie falls so flat on its face it's i would sorry I would, that was was this supposed to be the compliment yeah. section <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Like any good compliment, there's a backhand involved. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> when you swing up from down. Um, yeah, I think uh I, I can add, I think the 
you know, it was really nice to see what's his name? Oh God, Ben, Ben Parker. Adam Scott, who's playing Ben, which makes me so mad because he's Ben in Parks and Recreation. And I feel like, no, that's who Ben is. You're not Ben. Which is extra, extra hilarious because on Six Feet Under that I'm covering with the aforementioned Dr. Amanda, we were just covering some episodes where he's a guest star. He's like a romantic interest for one of the characters. And his name was Ben. And I was like, oh my God, this is what he was doing after that. Cause it's like around the same time, like to, you know, this is like, he does that. And then now he's like a paramedic. He's turned his life around. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, Adam Scott, always nice to see, even with that awful clunky dialogue. It's just, it feels like even calling it exposition is, is somewhat of a misnomer. It just feels like they're kind of reading at times like what you would call the stage directions of the script sometimes. And that's like what the dialogue is. Um, But there's, you know, there seems to be some romantic history between him and, and Cassie that they like very, very, very vaguely hint at. And uh, I have to be honest, the Ben Parker thing went right over my head. Like I knew his name was Ben. I didn't catch the Parker. I was, I think I was like drunk off of the dialogue. Hold on. Uh, what's the one, what's the one, the one line of dialogue area? Uh, uh, w- you know, the riff on the Spider-Man thing. What, what do they say in this movie? I need to. Oh my God. Okay. If you, okay. So this is when, and it's the, I don't remember his name, but it's the character that Cassie goes back to Peru for a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to yeah. meet. And he t- yeah. he's like, explain all these things to her. And he says, um, if you take responsibility, then power, then great power will come. And when he said that, I, my, I want to say somewhere between I shuddered and like my heart stopped beating for a second, like Cassie in this movie at one point, because it feels simultaneously so bold for them to do that, to make the bastardized version of, for those who don't know, the very famous Spider-Man line with great power comes great responsibility that we've heard a million times for them to bastardize it like this for this thing is so bold. And it's so offensive. It's so offensive, but, but like, I'm really impressed that they tried because it does make it feel it makes those moments feel more important than they actually are. It makes them like larger than life in a way, but it's like, no, no, please don't tell me this is where we're going. And then they repeat the line about uncle Ben, I believe uh, when yeah, he's involved, it's just like, so that for them to imply that like, this is where it came from. I'm like, please no, like, because he's, he's going to be an uncle. And and the thing is like, Oh, he's going to have all of the fun without the responsibility. And then, Cassie is like, no, no. When you accept responsibility, great power comes or whatever. It's like, oh god, yeah. And like, we basically meet a version of Peter at the end of the movie because he's Uncle Ben, and then Mary Parker, who's Peter's mom, has the baby. And there's the implication from Ben earlier in the movie that he just met this very, very special person who we never see, whose name is probably May. Uh, yeah, he's like, what's her name? And he won't say. It. She's like, he's like, ooh, it must be serious. I was like, no, you're just not. Why wouldn't you just say me? Why wouldn't you just say me? Just say me. Just yeah. say. It. They won't say it. They won't say Peter. Like I think right before they say Peter, the balloon pops, which feels like something out of Sixth <gasps> Sense. Yes. And you're like, 
what? Like, what is this? The, like, the portent of doom is about your movie. I don't associate you saying Peter Parker's name with, like, potential badness come. It's just so weird. It's, like, a bizarre, bizarre choice that they made. Um, so I guess these movies, I guess these aren't supposed to line up with the uh, Andrew Garfield one. That wouldn't make any sense because those movies come out in 2012, the first one. And so... That that guy's not nine when the movie. I mean, but up. you can. This I has would to argue be. you can make anything work. It kind of doesn't matter. But more importantly, I just don't. And then it's confusing because you're getting you're getting mixed signals. Like it seems like they wanna, they may or may not do like a Garfield Sony centric Spider like at actually having a Spider Man in the movies as opposed to all these like Spider Man adjacent movies that they have now made between morbius and uh this one and uh what was the other one that i was just thinking about venom which at least is good i mean compared to this movie it's a freaking masterpiece i i don't know i don't know the timing doesn't match up but that's that's the least of it because it just feels again kind of like disrespectful to the to how flippant they seem to be with some of this like very important Spider-Man lore. This is in the same universe as the Venom universe. And there's actually this is the first of 3 Spider-Man Sony Universe movies this year because Craven the Hunter which is pushed back all the way to August is coming out and then Venom 3 comes out in November and those are all the same universe. I have to be honest. I'm kind of excited about Craven the Hunter because no, it's been pushed, but I don't think this can be good news. That's been pushed back. Like, Listen, I'm leaning in. I, we were excited about this movie. I'm choosing to be excited about Craven. Well, I, they call really him the male Anya, I call him the male Anya Taylor Joy because I can never remember yeah. his name. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, I believe, uh, who's playing Craven. Uh, yeah. All right. Can I more plow? Can I just give you? Uh, mm. Okay. Okay. They set up this thing in the beginning where it's like, the man goes, this is like Cassie's mom's bodyguard, right? Who's like there mm-hmm. to protect her. And it's like, okay, yeah, fine. He betrays her because he wants the thing that she finds. Fine, whatever. But you now have this thing where you can set up, like you can have them being attacked by this Spider-Man individual. And then Cassie goes and looks at her old stuff and is like, oh, there was someone with her in the Amazon. Let me go try and find the guy. Who's that? Like, who is that? And then she goes and finds him. And then you find out that that guy's bad. But no, instead what they do is the first time this man attacks them, he is not wearing his Spider-Man suit. Why? Who knows? But he doesn't wear a Spider-Man suit. He likes to be very So that she can recognize him in the picture later. I know that that's the reason, but it's so so annoying because then every other time you see him, including a scene that is literally set two minutes after the one where he is unmasked, he is now masked on the subway platform and he beats up all the cops and lets them get away. And then later she's looking at the picture and she's like, it's him. It's the man who's in the mask because I saw him unmasked on the subway the first time we saw him two minutes before he then put on his Superman, her Spider-Man suit. It's so stupid. Instead, she has to go to Peru for a week to figure out the whole thing. Grace, I got to get out of Dodge. I've had such a week, these 16 years that I've been living in this day, and I have to go to Peru for a vacation. I will say to the point about uh, Ezekiel Sims in the mask, there were moments like when he walks into the diner, when he's walking on the train platform, or like walking on the ceiling, I should say, of the train platform in his uniform, where I actually felt a level of danger. Like I think, I wasn't really scared of the actor who played him, uh, which 
Yeah. Probably had something to do with the horrible sound surrounding anytime he talked. Yeah. But there was something like really effectively ominous about like a bad Spider-Man like coming to kill these young women that like worked for me for seconds at a time. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of good. Like I could like I could feel what I would feel as a normal human without powers or time traveling ability how I would feel if I saw this man come into the diner or this person in a costume come into the diner in order to hurt these people that I only tangentially know for, for as like light as the movie is, I think, because it's like kind of bad. So like people are laughing. Like I, I, my audience didn't laugh a lot. They laughed at some of the stuff that I thought like where the the movie was trying to actually get real laughs. Like um, when Maddie won't have, when Maddie's like high fives aren't cool. Like there's some, actually one bit I did think work is when, when Dakota Johnson is like, um, how do you know if you can climb walls if you never tried to climb walls? And she goes, I'll try to climb the wall and she can't climb the wall. Great. Good. Like I thought like funny little moment and like people laughed in my theater. I, I believe you had a very, we are laughing at the movie, not with the movie crowd. I had such a good time at the movies. Uh-huh. I was with my friend. Like I said, we were laughing, but thankfully we were not alone because in this 500 ish see huge IMAX theater there were there was like a couple of people sitting on the other side who I could just count on basically the whole time for a laugh because they were laughing at and there's like the different it's almost like a meme like the different like cross uh what is like the Venn diagram of what's making people laugh like there's an in joke about like how bad the line is or how dumb it's read or like this piece of lore from Spider-Man that they're bastardizing or how some of the dumb stuff looks like when when the spider people are coming down the trees yeah. upside yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. 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 So, so funny. And like there was that this that kind of stuff I love because yeah, on the one hand, like we're laughing at the movie, but there's a way in which if because we're kind of all living that together, there's a way in which we're laughing with the movie because we're doing it as like the small temporary community that feels less like this movie is so bad. And like, I'm so glad that we can enjoy this movie together, even though it's making me sad. Um, But yeah, I definitely feel lucky and shouts to, to the people, including myself. I think my people know my laugh fairly well at this point, but there's a point. I'll just say it now. There's a point at the end of the movie after she loses her vision where she like sticks her hand out like straight in front of her trying to get the hands of the other three girls. And I, and I'm not like necessarily proud of this, but I will just be honest. I cackled like, and I was the only person in the whole theater. Other people then joined, but like I could hear myself echoing through the chambers of time laughing at this moment not because she was blind but because yet again dakota johnson finds a way to make this look so stupid like you can't even be blind in a believable way like there's literally something physical in front of your eyes and you still look so foolish doing this very human action I lost it. I just lost it. I, I think by that point, my brain had been broken because it's almost like two hours at that point. 
Yeah, the end is what the 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 bad sunglasses, like the weird sunglasses she's wearing, and then she's in the like the wheelchair. She turns around, <laughs> and they're home, and she's because like, "That's what the character is like." There's no explanation for why the, certain things happen, and like they put her in the wheelchair and a very specific pair of red glasses because that's a, that's what her character looks like, even though she's much older in the comics, or at least the version that's like famous. Um, and then they do their best to like make her look like that. But again, the way Dakota Johnson is embodying it, like she turns around in the chair and she just looks so idiotic. I'm sorry. It's so well, bad. so this is what I'm saying is that the movie is like light, I think, for the most part. But I do think the scenes with um uh Tahir Rahim, who plays Ezekiel Sims, like we see the girls get murdered like several times because that's the point. Like you see them get murdered and then mm-hmm. like Madam Webb figures out how to like get them out of that situation. And I thought that was was terrifying and really like like wild to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do think the choice to like only have the three new like spider women, you know, you know, uh, girls never actually there's no inclination about how they become there's no inclination they haven't been bitten yet well yeah but like so the only time you ever see them is like in a in a dream sequence from dream sequence in cassie's mind about who they're going to be and when they kill or and also uh when they kill sims when yeah and when sims is having the bat the nightmare about them killing him and to that point like there is something kind of cool about watching them be those people even though God, the effects look so janky. Like, it looks like Power Rangers. I, it's just so not. Shout out to to, in in, in whatever universe we do get that, which I highly, highly doubt because there's like, you know, we could. It's, it seems like there's some possibility of at some point they were considering, you know, the Sydney Sweeney's and the, the other two giving them like basically having them become these versions of the characters that we saw them being as their full adult selves. And I, I don't want it. Like, I really don't, I don't never have n- not this version because this is, it's, it's so bad. And like Sydney Sweeney, especially who we've seen be good in a lot of things, even, uh, Oh God! What's the what's the name of a rom com? I'm thinking of someone like anyone you. but you. Anyone but you. See, I was very close. She's better. Like they're trying so hard in this movie to like make her a timid nerd. Which, okay, fine. Yeah. She's like, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Like my parents don't want me around. <laughs> like it's just uh, not work. no, it doesn't work at all. Uh, shout out to Zosia Mamet who like uh, just has to like use the technology uh the whole time the girl with the dragon tattoo she's like yeah. hacking i yeah. loved it I was she's like, like you. well this is what they look like in your dream but here's what they'll look like now and wow. then i'll add the mass to them and then we'll find them using the technology of every camera ever in the world in 2003 it was Fine. such a funny Fine. it became part of a bit for me of like who else is gonna pop up in this movie like yeah. we get uh you know, like we've already mentioned some of them, but like Mike Epps is in the movie as like a yeah. different paramedic. Emma Roberts Emma is Robert Mary. Yeah. Mary Parker, Carrie Bechet, who I already said playing her mom. Um, 
it's just like a wild and that's really like the extent of it but it just feels like when the movie's really like you're halfway through the movie like oh my god there's so much possibility who else is going to show up in this movie i'm more excited about the cameos than i am about like anything else um you know what didn't work for me wild the i know that you have to do this because it's her powers but like seeing thing happen seeing things happen and then played out again i thought specifically the one on the train felt agonizing of like the way it didn't even logistically make sense where it's like these three people like the girls get on the train but then also these three like citizens get on the train and she has different interactions with mm-hmm. each of them as it's, like why did we need to to do that like it, it, that one was so not fun to like the and they picked all these things that i guess were like supposed to be like so noticeable that they would happen again but like the 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 subway screeching and then the balloon popping and i'm like mm-hmm. these are not fun sounds to have to new york city's to. a whole like, level crazy, like, whole oh, level crazy yeah. these days. yeah and the girl who's like what did she say i don't know what the old woman said the guy's like am like, i on the right train you okay? why did you need all three of them to happen there, there is a way in which like because this is always something that's fascinating to me about and i always think so vividly of um the first season of hannibal where one of the characters starts to like lose time and and that's like one of my biggest fears of like not being able to account for time um which is like such a random stupid thing but uh so like there is a sense in which i enjoyed parts of both that scene and other scene and just how as far as cassie's experience of it how disorienting it must be and like how theoretically these things these loops could just go on forever in a way like until Mm -hmm. she chooses to either take action or change things or whatever so i think that is interesting but to your point i agree that it was really hard to keep track of things of like wait so did this already happen did did she get on the train? Did Cindy Sweeney's character get on the train before? Because I didn't see her get on the train before. Is that just now because it's further along? Or is that because this is now some, a different like version of reality? Like it was, they made it a little bit too confusing. And that was actually something that I was looking forward to in the movie of how they were going to have fun with the repetition, you know, like almost this, almost this kind of groundhog day, you know, power that she has, uh, but less fun. And yeah it's it's just it's strange um okay last one she sees the s and it's like the s on the pepsi sign is gonna like is something that she knows she can use and then it turns out no that doesn't it just like breaks the bridge so that he then falls onto the ground and then the p falls on him so he dies the bad guy just dies because a giant p falls on him what doesn't kill you makes you strong I think that's the other piece is like when you go in to like a superhero movie, I don't think the action in this movie and like there's some really fun ideas like I this this is in the isn't the fireworks factory in the John. Isn't there a John Wick firework factory fight? Doesn't uh, matter. Maybe not. Like that remember. does seem fun. And even if it's done before, I think it's a way you can make it look cool. This yeah. was so there was nothing. Nothing happened. In this she just party. know they literally just have it. I agree with you. It could have been so cool to have a little bit of that like repetition of something doesn't work like i needed to to see more of of her trying things for me to be really compelled because by the time we get to this to this firework 
factory. They've kind of just skipped to she's already seen it. Like this all happened off camera. So she is now doing the steps that she would have taken. It's like the, Oh my uh, God, this is the Edge movie. Tomorrow no, movie with, no, this is with next. With Cage. Oh my God. No, wait, this is actually, it is next. actually yes. next. This is, Cage. this is the, the edge of tomorrow gone wrong where it's like, they're making the wrong decisions and they're not making it compelling. And you're only showing yeah. us the, like, show us the work. You have to show your work a little bit. Yeah. Um, but speaking of the speaking of the ending, I just want to shout out, shout out like a couple of other funny lines that I like genuinely enjoyed, and it's at the end when <laughs> after a whole movie of her being able to see the future, uh, I think it's Maddie when she says like, "Oh, cat," uh, Madam Webb says, "Oh, Kung Pao Chicken," and Maddie's like, "How did you know?" <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. How did she know? Uh huh. Um, and then when she's like, "Can you see?" I think it's uh Sydney Sweeney's character's like, "Oh, can you see us?" And then she's like, "I can see you standing up for what you believe." Grace. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God, mm-hmm. this is crazy. And then she has what kind of feels like a flash forward in her powers and she yes. has now become like a more aged version a lot closer to the madam web character that is famous yes. with the gray hair and all the other three have powers and i just i was like okay let me never see any of these people ever again <laughs> so <laughs> well it made like six million dollars in america so probably i think eight million maybe so i think it's i think I, th- I think we're okay. I don't think we're going to see this movie again. It's I certainly will never be seeing this movie. Again. Yeah. There's the other movie that came out. We didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't watch. I haven't watched Bob Marley one love yet, but it, it was, I think won the box office, but just by with like 14. Mil, it did. But... It won. It, I think it's at a, a Valentine's day, uh, like midweek record of some kind. Yeah. Cause you know, obviously they don't, release valentine's day changes every year what day of the week it is and they don't always release it in the middle of the week but they decided to um yeah i'd like to see it but i yeah i haven't 14 mil looks like it's made i do want to see it i'm disappointed at some of the reviews i was expecting like at least like a a quote-unquote decent biopic yeah um we shall see i don't know it's clearly no madam web though no no it's not so um is there is there anything else we should mention? I'm trying to think of. No, I don't think so. I don't think. Uh, I, I think we might be maybe off pod next week, just because this is kind of counts as our, uh, like our. Fr- this obviously got released on Wednesday instead of the normal like Friday, so we were able to record mm-hmm. it a little bit early. There's not yeah. really much until the 23rd. I think we'll probably look maybe at Driveaway Dolls, which uh, looks to be pretty fun. It's got uh, Beanie Feldstein and uh, I believe Matt is Matt Damon in it and Pedro Pascal. It's, yeah, it looks pretty fun, but there's yeah. really not All a lot else. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, we we love our listeners so much because it is Valentine's Day, especially that yeah. we wanted to get it out as early as possible. So there you go. That's right. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's it for Madam Webb. I'm kind of as I said to you uh when we were messaging about the movie i'm glad it's over and i thought i would be sadder afterwards <laughs> this is really i think the first movie where i thought like 
oh my god it's so it's so bad it's so bad in but in a way that i was excited to talk about it because i like yeah I, every time something happened i feel like the people in front of me was like because i just would go whoa yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay all right this is what they're doing all right all right uh -huh. yeah you know? choices choices were made Choices. Um, yeah. But wow, Madam Webb, I'll never forget you. I mean, I probably will, to, to be completely honest. I'll probably, I'll probably yeah. forget a lot of this. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we'll be back at some point with some some great movies. Uh, in the meantime, yeah. Grace, what else have you got going on? Well, this weekend will be the season finale of True Detective Night Country. So uh, Dr. Man and I will be live right after the episode on YouTube, youtube.com slash post show recaps, uh, recapping the episode. Then Jess and I will get together for the deep dive. Mike Bloom and Latonya Sharks will do the last episode of Versus. Um, Errol, I believe, you know, I'm going to break some news that uh, I believe you'll be joining us on full spoiler recaps to chat about Breakpoint. Uh, a show we talked about over on the Offspeed pod previously. So we're going to talk about some tennis on full spoiler recaps. And um, yeah, if I'm up to anything else, uh, you can find it out about it on my socials. You follow me at High from Grace. I'm on Letterboxd at Go for Grace. Oh, I was on the Movie Ladder podcast. I talked about the big short. Um, yeah, oh, look at that. fun. It's good. Good pod. Yeah, big fun combo. short. I am so excited to talk about Breakpoint. You know, I love tennis. One of my favorite things. To talk about only second to Madam Webb probably is is ten is my interest in tennis. Um, mm. I am on Twitter at that other Ariel. I'm covering Six Feet Under with Dr. Amanda. Like I said, we're about halfway done with season two, and then covering Masters of the Air with DM Philly, the Apple TV Plus show, which is. Just we actually just got over the halfway point for this uh, limited series season, so look out for that. We'll be back with movies. We're always at the movies, whether we're laughing or crying on the inside. Uh, so we'll catch you then. I'm Ariel. That's Grace. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.